everybody is really thinking about, well, how can I coach my people? How can I find these situations and how can I address coaching? And like with everything, preparation is really key and that goes even in coaching. But the key question here is, how can I find a topic for coaching? That is what we're going to look at today. Welcome to the Power Hour, your hour where you can find out what is holding you back. Your hour where you can find things where you can be better. Your hour where you find new ways how you can lead your team to success. Or your hour where you can have a breakthrough and do things totally differently. This is your power hour with me. I am Coach Colin and I am the skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. So let's get started. And you know for the power hours that you can of course ask questions in the chat as we go along. And later on, we'll have a few moments so that we can activate our microphones as well. And right at the beginning here, I would like you to think about a question so that we can have an idea of what coaching really means. And the question is, looking at your business, what is the most important thing that you would want to change? And if you think about this question Put it into the chat. Put your answer into the chat and we can get started right here with a bang. What is the most important topic you want to change? Let's see what you have got on your agenda and we will talk about these things as we move forward. Write it into the chat. Looking at your business, what is the most important topic you want to change? very curious to see what ideas and challenges actually you have because this is what coaching is about and here i have already this the first one it's about more efficient selling time sorry more effective selling time that's a difference um accountability and owner accountability and ownership is the next one coming in here thank you very much a terrific Terrific one. How to improve collaboration. These are all very important topics. I can see that as you're writing around. Um, and let's see if we've got one or two more. I'm sharing them here in the chat. More effective selling time, accountability in ownership. Um, here's another one. How can I make my team more efficient? is one of your concerns and challenging behavior. And here's one more, which is customer classification and focus on the important ones. I totally understand that that is an important issue for you right now. So let's see how we can address these things with coaching. Because 
well, let's face it, that is really where we are in our in our topics, in our subjects. And it could be that, you know, you're a little like me, that I'd like to do more coaching. And sometimes I feel like I don't know what to address. Um, it could be that that you feel that perhaps you're confused between what really coaching is and, and what giving feedback is, because there is quite a difference there too. And sometimes you might even leave a conversation thinking, oh, I should have, I shouldn't have told the person, I shouldn't have told the people, I should have coached them. But then when you've done it, you realize it is just too late and you can't get it back. And, you know, Perhaps you've even found yourself in situations where you wanted to have help to sort your thoughts, but there wasn't really anybody to help you. And these are quite common situations where coaching, of course, plays an important role. And for today's Power Hour, you might feel that, um, well, I'm, <laughs> I can quite assure you that you have come to the right place. Because in any case, this is the right power hour. If you want to know how you can find coaching topics easily to address with your sales team. And these topics that you addressed here, how to make my team more efficient and change behavior. And how I can improve collaboration and how I can um, create accountability and ownership and these things. These are exactly the topics that we'll be talking about. And perhaps even you can think about how much better would you feel if you knew in advance that the topic you would address would actually go down well. Wouldn't that give you the feeling of confidence when it's about coaching? And just imagine if you could predict that the coaching would have the impact on the results that you are chasing. And that is really where we want to be. So today's topics in this Power Hour is, of course, we're going to have an overview around the different coaching topics that you can imagine. And um, I know I'm only going to scratch the surface here, but at least I'll give you an idea where to go and look for these topics. We will, of course, understand, you know, what coaching in a business environment really means. And we will actually drill down and get the key to great coaching. And in the end, I'm really excited about this because I think you will love this part. In the end, I'm going to share a simple structure to, to start any business change coaching. And this is quite amazing because sometimes you're hesitating because you don't really know how to start. And this structure in the end is going to get you right there it's allow you to turn any topic really into a coaching topic and isn't that what we all want i'm quite sure it is so these were today's goals and and these things they become quite urgent for us because i mean how easy do you find to change yourself come on let's think about this just for a second what was the last thing you wanted to change? Perhaps you wanted to spend less time on Facebook. Perhaps you wanted to prepare your meetings a little better. Or you wanted to go and do some more physical exercises. Or, I don't know, give faster response to your emails. But how long did you stick 
to your own goals? What stopped you doing it? And what let you fall back? I mean, we are all tasked with changes all the time. And in fact, change management is part of our daily leadership work. You realize that. But if people are reluctant to change, what can you do? And that is where coaching, of course, plays the solution to help people to get through the change curve. And just to give you an idea, I was thinking about my friend, um, let's call him Thomas. Thomas is a, a regional manager. And of course, like every regional manager in sales, he's very concerned about achieving his business goals. And he's really engaged and he's powerful and he's committed and he's driving his team. And I met him one day and um, I asked him, well, how is it going? And he said, oh, this is terrific. I'm, I get involved in these conversations and it's really great. And I said, I, I, I really love the power that you have when you're out there in the field and talking to the customers. And um, when you get back then after that meeting, how much can you give your team then feedback and share some improvements and do some coaching? And... That was actually Thomas' problem here. He said, I, I only have a vague picture of what has really happened because I'm so engaged in this conversation. And how can I start a conversation and start coaching after that if I only have a vague picture? I said, well, let's stand, stop there for a moment and think, what exactly is that vague picture you got about? How is that in line with your change goals. And that made Thomas think because his change goals and the impression that he had out of that conversation, he didn't really align together. And when you don't align, align even your slightest impression of how you're achieving your results, you have to admit that in in one of these quotes, my favorite quote, quote here from Jim Collins, the author from Good to Great, if you cannot really align and get the feeling about how you achieved your results, you have to admit that you have to got lucky. And that is where we have to bring back to our awareness around, well, what is it really the things that have to change? What is it we're working on every day? So that even the slightest impression of where we stand in relationship to our goals can create an opportunity for coaching. And we're going to go into detail, dive into detail presently to see what that really looks uh, looks like. But before we do that, we're going to have a look to see, well, what are the change goals that you have within your sales organization? And you might remember that if you look at the activities in sales, there are quite a number of activities your people are doing because there are, if you, if you think about the categories, there are, there are situations when they're in front of the customer doing things, really involved in the sales activities. Then there are activities where they are preparing sales before and after visits and all these types and even after the deal has gone down there are activities that are related to sales, but they're not exactly facing the customer. And then there is the third category of activities your salespeople are doing, which actually are neither. They're not in front of the customer and they're not so related to sales. And they could be like 
training, there could be internal meetings, admin and reporting. And we, um, we asked a consulting company and said, well, where do really the best salespeople spend their time in relationship to average salespeople? And I'm quite sure you can already start guessing where this journey is going to go. But the biggest learning out of this is actually to look to see <clears throat> what are the categories of work that people can get engaged in and have an idea where do your people spend their time and actually start questioning and challenging or even coaching perhaps the necessity of doing these things because this is where the average salespeople spend their time. They spend their time on internal activities like lining up the internal resources. They spend their time on handling customer service rather than letting the customer service department deal with those things. They are engaged in internal con uh, communication, compensation tracking, <clears throat> admin activities, and and also and also when you then start comparing these activities to where the best salespeople spend their time, then you suddenly realize that there is a quite a difference. And this is not where our people spend their time. This is not measured on on our sales team. It is it is say general information based on surveys of thousands of salespeople. But you can of course use this information and start asking your own people where do you spend most of your time? And where would you prioritize your time? And you can imagine that the best salespeople, they spend their time quite differently because they they spend their time on informal relationship building. And they spend time on understanding the competitors in the industry. They spend their time on initial customer contacts, like lead qualification, like looking to see um, to create a sales plan, getting information to create a sales plan and continued relationship building. And as you can see, most of the time is actually spent in pre-sales activities and need qualification activities. And why is that so? Well, because they want to understand where they can spend their, in their time in the best way, where the highest return of investment is because the most important thing that they have to sell is in fact the time they spend on different customers. So this is one area where you can start taking note around, well, where do my people spend their time and do they understand why spending time on these areas and topics is more beneficial? Another area of information where you can think about is actually survey which we did for ourselves, which we called a pulse survey. And the question there we asked, how effective is your manager in coaching you on the following topics? And again, here you can find topics where you can ask yourself, well, on a one-on-one -on -one conversation, I can ask my team members, well, how good am I on the topics around deciding if a customer or prospect is, is a good fit for our organization? or determining the full extent of the customer opportunity. Perhaps they need help in identifying appropriate contacts with the prospect um, and the customer organization. Or perhaps they want help in articulating the value proposition of the offering. And even around questions, responding to the customer questions and objections, they, would, they, they can have an idea whether they get 
efficient support and effective support from you, like coaching, or finding internal deal support, like from the technical specialists. Another area where we asked questions was around establishing priorities and deadlines with the customer, negotiating the terms and conditions, including the appropriate price. And of course, they are looking for coaching around closing the deal. And of course, I'm going to share some results with you, but the results that the the teams here gave back to us in in reference to a general benchmark, it is not a question about the value where you are. And of course, I know you're going to look at the value, you're going to see, oh, we're higher and we're lower than others and so on and so on. But the topics are essential, not the value, because the topics, of course, will be individual depending on the perception that the people have. Do they find one or the other topic more important than others? Do they do they want you to coach them on certain topics? And you can see in, um, in our survey here, there was a difference in the results and some areas were quite good. And in other areas, we could be doing better and the people are asking for more support. Which means that you have to ask yourself, well, which topics do I really want to coach on? Because Let's face it, if we're talking about business, we're not talking about life coaching, we're talking about business. And this means that we're talking about work-related topics. And that is why, as a manager, always have to bring back, like my story from Thomas at the beginning, always have to bring back, well, what is really the goal that I'm achieving? And just closing a specific business or closing a specific meeting with a customer is perhaps not enough. In fact, Coaching is a work-related topic. Um, coaching a work-related topic is coaching something that is worth improving with the purpose of achieving better results. So that means you always want to bear in mind, what is it I want to improve? What are the results I want to improve? And how can I drive that purpose around improvements? And as you know, for quite some time now, we have been looking, of course, at our sales strategy and our sales process. And there, of course, we have already defined our improvement areas, which means that we want to be better at choosing the priority customers. We want to be better in validating our account plans. We want to be better in implementing the plans with the respective customers. We want to be better in searching and analyzing the customer needs. And of course, you can ask yourself, what is worth improving? And there are more topics, as you can realize here, which means that there are where we can explore and agree, specifically agree on the priorities that the customer has, or coordinating the Seiko offer to really matching the needs that the customer has, or offering the value and making sure that we close the deal and follow up on the efforts and the results. Again, the question here is, what is worth improving? And that is where you want to have a certain idea around together with your team, where do you want to start improving? Because these are the predetermined improvement areas that we have already set here as part of our strategy. And when you start improving these things, then you already realize as well that, wait a second, there are certain things it's not only in the end, it's not only the revenues or the time I'm spending or the margin or the cost I'm investing on these businesses, on these contracts. There are other things 
I can see where the improvement actually goes down because there are indicators. And I put down these, these indicators. That is why the question is, how many customers have you really prioritized? Have you finished with that prioritizing? And are you really putting that, that, that priority of the customers into life when it's about spending more time with your prioritized customers? And you can see there are more indicators where you can have an idea of, are we really changing along those lines? Are we really spending more time with those customers by looking at the number of visits that your team is spending on those customers, which will allow you immediately to come up with a conclusion around, wait a second, I've been seeing these improvements not really happening in that area, which means I, as a manager, a lead of my sales team, I have the obligation to follow it up. And this is perhaps one of the insights that you want to take away from today is that if you don't see any of these indicators moving, improving in the sense of that you're believing that something is changing, you have the obligation to move forward and take and have a look at these. So if you look at these, this might be a good opportunity to start thinking and having a dialogue with you because I'm looking at the chat window and already I have a question here in the chat window. And if you look at this diagram, take another look at it in detail and say now, well, which topics would you like to coach to improve around here? Take another thought in greater detail and we'll pick up some of your um, topics and put them into the chat window around the question, well, as a manager in sales, which topics would you like to coach and improve now? Let's see what we can find. And while you're looking and thinking about which topics you would like to coach and improve, I can, I can take a look at the question here. And the question is, how do we connect coaching sessions with personal development? This is, of course, a very interesting uh, question. And I will, I will address it very presently. In the meantime, I'm going to copy some of the questions that you have here, the topics that you would like to change and have this first one which comes up very often is um of course how can i how can i overcome the resistance to change that is one that we encounter a lot because people are afraid of change um here i've got one which is i'll copy that into the chat which is getting the right customer to focus out to focus our time on. Yeah. And the next one is here, offer value and close the deal. That's what you would like to coach on. Great. And how can I motivate people who are already thinking about their retirement? Yes. Mindfulness, I'm going to take that one on here as well. And then I have to reduce the size of my text. These are absolutely valid topics. There we go. And I'm going to reduce the size here of the text so that we can read it all and just sum it up as we go along. So we have as a manager in sales, 
I would like to I would like to overcome the resistance to change, the leadership attributes, getting the right customers to focus our time on, offer the value and close the deal. How can I motivate people who are already thinking about their retirement and mild mindfulness? These are topics that you are thinking about coaching. And at this moment, I see already you've got, of course, some questions in those that you would like to um, address, which means that we can open up and answer some of these questions right here on the fly, because I realize that these are very interesting to you and you're very concerned about these questions. So let's just put that back here on the screen. Now, we have to be clear that in these topics, we shouldn't be confusing feedback and coaching. Yeah, because there is there is quite a difference. Because feedback is a specific behavior that I pick up, which I need to address because I'm not satisfied around, around that behavior. And there are certain things that, uh, certain rules that apply around how do I address feedback. Coaching is, on the other hand, different. Because in, in coaching, you always start with what is really the goal around that we want to achieve, which means that anybody who is signed up and anybody who is working in your team, of course, they've signed up for a certain degree of improvement, a certain degree of achieving the goals. And as a manager, I always have the obligation to pick them up on those goals. And this is perhaps something where, where the business coaching and the life coaching is different because in life coaching, you always open up with questions around, well, what, what is it you would like to improve? And you find many people who say, well, I'm good. I don't have to improve anything. And this is actually one of the big stumble stones that we have to get straight for us. Because if you think about the psychology of change, there is one word that blocks all the change. And it is a four-lettered word. It's an F word. And no, it is not the word that you are thinking about right now. It is typically the word that you get as an answer when you ask people, how are you doing? And they say, I'm doing fine. It's okay. I'm good. I'm getting by. That four-lettered F word, I'm doing fine, is giving the people the area of feeling or that I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm just getting through. I'm just sticking with this. And this this description of being fine is actually something that you will have to where you would want to break that pattern every time because this this feeling of fine actually covers up all the desire to change something. Because it keeps us it keeps us safe and that is a place where we want to be most of the time. Because people like to feel safe. But at the same time, and this is where the paradigm really is, at the same time, they would like to grow. They would like to um, feel better in doing something. And that is where we want to create the balance between helping them growing and becoming better. And it is still making them feel safe. Because in the end, even the most experienced people they would like to they would like you they would like to help out others 
to become better and they would like to be part of a team that is doing well and do, is, is growing. But the thing is, they want to feel safe in doing that. So that means the key element that you would want to think about when it is about coaching is actually the, the, the core question around the goal, the desire, the challenges, the gap, the wishes, the priority, the realization, everything that is at the beginning. Because if people say they are fine, they are looking at their current state of life, of performance, of activities, of intensity in achieving the goals. And when they say they are fine, they think they're doing okay, which means that on a scale on one to 10, they would be doing like a four, five, six, it would be okay. And that is something where you can start the question saying, okay, great, I understand you're doing fine. And on a scale of one to 10, where would you put fine? And typically it ends up being five or six. But the key to good coaching then starts when you dive into that moment and saying, well, great, so you're doing fine. Let's have a look to see what doing great would look like. Because great is quite different to be doing fine. And that is where you could start the question about, well, on a scale on one to 10, well, what would great look like? And people would say, you know, great would be an eight, perhaps a seven if they're a little hesitant. Some might say a nine. And then you can start looking at the description between the two and say, well, great. Let's have a look at what fine looks like. What is a day like when it's fine, when it is okay? Walk me through your your way of working, your way of prioritizing, your way of scheduling. And if it was great, if it was eight or nine, what would be different? Because that is really the point where creating that difference between where you are today and where you want to be in the future, that gap of being better, of growing, contributing to something, that is really where the energy comes from in coaching. And normally as managers, we go on the other scale because we create the gap on the things that the people they're not doing because we keep reminding them out of a visit. You know, I realize you didn't, for like Thomas, you didn't, you didn't define the next uh, meeting. You didn't ask for the order. You didn't do, you, which means that we always compare the fine to something that we judge being less. And there we, of course, we're creating a gap between I judge you sort of your performance to be a three and you think you are a five and a six. And that is where we then end up in an argument around why that judgment is different. And of course, that creates a, a gap and that energy that is in that gap is negative energy. And the trick to good coaching is to create positive energy, the positive energy to to grow and, and be better and helping others and contributing more to the results of the team by making the difference between what is good and what great could be like. And to be able to do that, we have to take us through a couple of steps there that, that allows us to, to, to create this, this atmosphere. Because let's face it, Coaching opens up a lot of discussions. And if again, if you were in life coaching, you would actually open up, open up totally and ask the person, well, what is it you would like to achieve? Where, 
Where would you like to make a difference? Where would you like to grow? What type of challenges would you like to overcome? But when you ask these questions, then of course you realize that the people are full of desires, of wishes and dreams and fears and anxieties and hope. And as when you're coaching that situation, it's great. But when you're coaching business, you're not there because the frame of your business coaching is the change that you want to achieve. And that is where you want to put yourself ahead of the people in the sense of you want to set the frame of the business. What is it we are improving? Specifically, what is the, what, why do we want to improve it? What is the benefit around it to create this, this energy of really being better as an organization? We want to have a look to see, well, what is the process that we have in place and where we can become better. We're looking into the tools that we have within our business that we want to use, where we want to become better. And in fact, being on your team means that the people have chosen to be there. And you choose to have those people on that team as well. And you choose to coach them to be the winner. And if you get the impression that not everything is going to plan, of course, you have the obligation to follow it up. And here are a couple of steps how you can follow that up. And I can walk you through those steps because you will immediately see they're very tight to the coaching. Um, because, of course, at the first thing, you want to set the frame. You want to get the agreement on the goals. And there is nothing more important than repeating what is it that we've agreed to achieve. And that is where it starts because the, between those goals, between those that level of difference where we want to be, that imagination of what things could be, that is where you start creating the gap. And the gap between what could be and what, what is actually then is created in the second step where you want to create the awareness of what is the status right now. What is the the, the process that you're focusing on, the improvements that you're doing to, to identify the experiences that the people are having. Sometimes they, they have positive trigger experience where they realize, oh, this went well, but then nothing happened. Or they get negative trigger experiences where they say, I'll try this once and it didn't work. Because this is where your role comes in. Because this is your where your attention, your proximity, your focus comes in as a coach, getting into, into the situation and keeping the people focused again and again and again. Because let's face it, the reason I asked at the beginning, what were the things perhaps where you took a decision to improve something, whether it is the gym, whether it is improving your meetings better, whether it is um, doing less on Facebook, whatever it is, the reasons why you didn't follow through those things because there was nobody helping you to pay attention on what really matters. And if you're a coach of a team, that is your role. Because when you create that awareness and you can find their trigger experiences where that is where you can in enforce, reinforce and re-encourage them. That is where you can label things and saying you know one bird doesn't make a sp doesn't uh, doesn't make spring that is where you can 
keep the people on track again and again with small encouragements, with small corrections. That is where you can help them to break old patterns and, and help them really to, to test and anchor new habits because this is in fact the change process that you want to take the team through, the change curve. And the only person helping the people through that change curve is you. What I found is that, you know, setting that frame of awareness, you can't do it often enough. And that is your choice. You know which goals you are, you're committed to reach. You know which areas of improvements you want to choose first. And that is one of the challenges that you want to go through because not everything becomes important but you choose the frame of importance where you say we're going to have a look at something some specific area some specific frame and the mutual agreement around these things actually is where it starts because if there's no agreement around what is it we need to improve then of course it's going to be different opinions and there's going to be a different argument and as soon as there's an agreement, every time you can bring back and say, well, last time we said we were going to spend more time on following up on those chosen accounts to make sure that we're spending more time on those chosen accounts. So how is that going? Already, with those two sentences, you have laid down the basis for coaching conversation because you pick up on the frame and you create you start creating the awareness of the status and in the end you encourage the change you encourage the new habits you encourage like perhaps you would want to put the priority list of your priority customers into your agenda put a sticky note on your desk put it on your dashboard in the car wherever you want to put it to create a new behavior to keep the reminder going so they don't fall back into the same habits and it's not that you are supposed to come up with those ideas. It is, of course, the other person is going to come up with those ideas. And what that looks like in step-by-step -step structure, I'm going to show you right now. And I'm so excited because this really allows you to turn any subject into a coaching conversation. And this is quite amazing. And I'm so pleased that I can, that I can do that here because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to use the words around it, coaching, because I created an acronym which will allow you to, um, to really remember it. And you can already write down the, the word or the sentence, I coach. Write it down vertically on a piece of paper in front of you. And then gradually as we go along, I'm going to explain what these things mean. So write down on a piece of paper vertically, I coach. And I'm going to go through these step-by-steps, which is step-by-step step, the words that you're going to say to a person that you're going to coach, which literally allows you to address any type of topic in a coaching conversation. And you're going to use this literally a couple of times a day because it is so easy to use. So the first step is the I is introduce any topic and you can use it by the sentence in around i'd like to talk about our customer classification and immediately you have framed 
the topic. And the next, and then already the other person knows that, okay, we're going to talk about customer classification. The focus is on customer classification. The mind is also at, at rest, meaning, okay, this is really the topic. It's nothing, it's nothing dangerous. The second thing, the C, is create the case, the case slowly. And that is where you can start with a question, what is your take around prioritizing the different types of customers and making sure that we have a fixed priority? And this is where you're asking the other person to share their view around this case. And immediately you realize, yes, this is actually coaching because it's asking questions. See, you've set the frame and now you're creating the, the, second, the second awareness around this topic where you ask the other person to share their ideas around what the perspective is. And of course, you're addressing this issue because you know that there is something you want to follow up, you want to focus more on, you want to change. But this is not feedback. You're not telling the person, I've seen you do it. When you do this, when you follow up on C customers, which are not on our priority, I think you're, no, 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 it's not that type of conversation. It is coaching. It's an open question. What is your take or what is your perspective or what is your experience on, on so-and-so? The next point on this iCoach structure is, of course, the O is open their view on the gap. And this is where your perspective comes in. And so many times managers have been telling me and frustrated, where can I share my point of view? Where can I share my experience? Well, this is exactly where it is. And this is where you can create this gap and in this gap, you want to create the positive energy. So it's not a criticism that you want to put there where you say, no, I don't see you doing this. And I've seen you wasting time on other accounts. And, I've, and no, no, that's not the point. You want to create the perspective in the positive sense so that you create this positive energy in the gap to a, to a level where we want to be in the future. So your perspective of these things, I've seen, I've seen cases in you know, from my peers, from other regions, where when they started selecting customers, they've been growing on these chosen customers like 20, 30% above the market. And this allows us to be much more efficient on our resources. And already you're creating this, this gap filled with positive energy. And that is where you can take the next step because that is where you can allow them to think. Now that you see both perspectives, yeah, where you see it, you see you think it's cumbersome to put it into the system, and when you put it there, you're not really doing anything. And you see the manager's perspective on the other side, where you see the business benefits, you can see the efficiency go up, and you can see the results of the team go up, you see the positive energy. Now that you see both perspectives, what is your take on this? And at that point, you want to be silent. You want to you want them to think. You might want to emphasize and say, you know, I really would like to see your perspective and listen to your perspective here. These two differences. Let them start thinking about it. Your perspective, the positive level of where you could be, the current level, where you are today. Let them think. Let them let them answer that question. And then now we're on to the C. And then you can call them into action. So now that you see the difference here, you have a perspective. So what could you do short term? What could you do long term? 
ask them to contribute to, to actions that they could put into place to start closing that gap. And it doesn't matter what they come up with, you have to listen to their and encourage to their ideas because that is what they think they can do to close the gap. And if it is not enough, excuse me saying so, bite your tongue. This is the spark of their first ideas where they see the gap between your expectation and the level where they are today. And they're starting to close the gap. They're starting to think about how to speed up their performance, create new actions, be more, um, be more deliberate in their choices. And you really want to encourage that first little seed, um, like, a, like a little flower in the spring, to make sure that they really feel the encouragement saying, you know what, I think you've got great ideas here. Let's really make sure that you put those into action. And that is where you want to use the last letter here in the iCoach structure. And the last letter, the H, is you're halfway there to get it done. And the question that you can ask there again is, well, how will you prepare? How will you make sure that the actions that you have suggested now really happens? So this is the, the I coach structure. You introduce the topic. Can I talk to you for a moment? I really would like to talk to you about something which is important to you. So you're, you're focusing on those things that are really important, that matter on your business. You create the case. And you ask them, what is your perspective? What is your experience on so-and-so? You open the view on the gap in a positive way by sharing your experience and really make sure you fill it with positive and energy and an area where we'd like to be, where you see the performance and then allow them to think. Now that you see both perspectives, what is your take on this? Call them to action. And you're nearly halfway there when you ask them, well, how will you prepare now? This is a very simple, very structured process. You can turn it to anything. You can even use it at home if you want to practice things because you can even ask your, your partner, say, hey, can I talk to you about something? I would like to talk to you about how we spend our weekends in the sense that we would be more active. I don't know, rather sitting in front of the TV or going to a pub. I would like to be, what is your perspective on spending an active weekend? Yeah, and then you can listen to their and encourage their and, and um, their perspective. And then you can share your view of it. You can create this picture of a great weekend in the autumn time, being outside, you know, taking a jog or a brisk walk through the countryside with all the leaves and the sun shining and lighting up all the, um, all the, all the colorful autumn trees and autumn leaves. And then you can say, well, now that you see both perspectives, what do you see as an opportunity here? And they say, you know what? I don't know, 10 minute walk around the neighborhood would be great. A perfect start. So this way you can use the I coach structure, those acronyms, those letters, step by step to move any topic into a coaching session. And the brilliant thing is, as a manager, you are right there where you want to be in choosing the topic that matters. So at this point, I can invite you to choose your topic because now you can choose what is it you're going to do. You can um, activate your microphone if you want to comment this and you can 
say it out loud. You can write it into the chat and I'll copy it over. The, um, I'm looking at the chat window. If anybody would like to comment the iCoach um, structure, anybody who would like to coach on the Manager Core Business effectively, any coaching whatsoever, anything that you have put into the chat, there are concerns that you've had, is coachable with this structure. Practice a little bit and you can try it out. So what would be your takeaway today? If there was one thing, pick one action that you will do that brings you forward around this topic. Write it into your chat or activate your microphone so that we can have a few words. I'm so keen to hear. Effective work organization. That is an ex interesting point. What exactly would you want to do now to achieve an effective work organization? Perhaps you can elaborate on that answer before I copy it over. Colin, can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hello, Andrew. Colin, it's, a it's Andrew. Yes. Hi. Colin, just uh, very interesting. Um, just a question I'd like to ask. Yep. How much time do you think we should be giving to coaching, you know, each month individually? Uh, just as an idea. Um, that is a good question. We have, um, of course, we've got statistics around these things where um, the corporate executive board has been asking thousands of salespeople of what would be a good amount of time for coaching. And they came back and said it's somewhere in the excess between two hours per month and a little more. But the, the question really is, and I think this is where you would uh, want to ask your team is really around the question, how much do they want? Because some people might want a little more and some people are quite happy the way it is. So rather than putting everybody into the one cookie cutter frame, ask them. Ask them around the topics they would like to be coached. Ask them how much time they would like to spend in coaching, where they can find it in their, in their agenda. Okay, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. And if you look at the iCoach structure again that we just had here, this these are these are five minute conversations, ten minute conversations. This goes very very quick. Can, can I ask? What can I just suggest one more thing, Colin, or just yes, see what your sure. opinion is on something? Yep. Um, can you hear me still? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about during a coaching session? What about using the life toolkit so i'm just thinking about when you're setting a frame and getting an agreement that's like the desired state yes. uh when you when we're trying to identify trigger areas you could say that's part of the log of ideas and testing new habits that could be an action plan i don't know i'm just trying to think of ways of documenting it so that you could refer to it each time you go back to it with that individual um Yes, obviously there are different, different tools that you can use to um, to address these things. I mean, you can call a goal a goal. You can call a goal a desired state. It um, it doesn't really matter. It is more the type of language that you would want to use. Um, right. There's there is one thing that really makes um, the use of certain tools suitable, um, and that is the the feeling or the, the flexibility of using these tools to document what you want to achieve, because you always want to allow 
the documentation being done by the other person. So you don't want to put a, a frame on this is how we're going to document things and, and make things heavy. You can call the things an action plan, you can call the things a gap, you can call the things a desired state, that is fine. But I would be personally hesitant to, to say, okay, we have to put it into a certain framework, we have to put it into a certain template, because the people want to take the commitment away and the action plan away in a format that appeals to them. Yeah, I understand that. That's true. Good point. Okay, thanks, Colin. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for the, the questions, Andrew. Um, if there are any questions, further questions, of course, you can ask them. You can put them into the chat. Otherwise, I've got two things here where you want to get started. Planning to give one topic to each through which coaching may be started. Okay, good. Um, actually copied the th same thing twice, so I'll have to copy the other one here. And if there are more action points, of course, you can put them here into the chat. Take it away. Time management, avoiding unnecessary and duplicate work, prioritizing, stay connected with the final objective. This is, it, it's, it's, um, I have to, I have to criticize myself because I've got an insight myself here all the time is how do I keep myself attuned and aware of the thing that is so important all the time? You see, I'm, I, I've gone away from writing things down in my app, iPad and I put it into a paper folder because in that paper folder, I put down the objectives of my department, the objectives of my, of my team, the written agreements that we have. I put them there. They're in my, in my folder and I have, I have them with me every day so that I don't lose the focus. I have to say a lot of the digital tools that we have, they, they're just they're just not perfect in maintaining focus on what is essential all the time. So the calendar is a beautiful way to, to write down the commitment or, or ask even the, um, the person to write down the actions into their calendar so that you can pick it up there. That is driving the change through the calendar is perhaps one of the least used tools for efficiency, which, which I'm quite sure we need to explore a little further. So I'm looking at the um, chat window. If there are any, any more actions, that, any more takeaways that you would like to um, put here into the chat window, then I'll pop them into, um, into our screen. And I'm also looking at the time because I don't want to keep you any further. Any more questions? I don't see any more green buttons. I would like to leave you today with, with a proverb or comment. A coaching manager is the team's coach. And you want to think about this for a while. And perhaps you want to take a screenshot. And I'll, of course, I'll put the PowerPoints into the classroom so that you can pick them up there. A coaching manager is the team's coach. You develop the strategy. You optimize the team. And coach every member to give their best so that your team wins. This is quite important, a quite important role that you're playing as a manager, because if you think, if you think about a football manager, soccer manager, any types of 
ball game. Of course, as a man, as a as a coach, as a team coach, you are setting up the strategy. Of course, you're not setting it up blindly. You've got your team involved. You're considering their competencies, their their passion, their purpose, and their abilities. But in the end, you are the one developing the strategy. You're optimizing the setup um, of the team, who is playing in which position. And then when that has been set up, you coach every member to give their best in that position so that your team wins. And if you put this into action this week and think about that is your role, the coaching manager is the team's coach to bring out the best so that your team wins. You're already much further than many other managers who you might want to compare compare yourself about too. So thank you very much for today's session around finding the topics and turning anything really into a coaching conversation because you are the team's coach and you have the obligation to pick up any topic that you have to bring out the best in the team so that your team wins. Have a great week. Have success. Try out the coaching, the iCoach methodology. Try it out at home to make sure that you have a little practice before you go live with any of the business-related topics. Thank you very much. This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like or even share it with one of your peers because we all want to be better. And it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this Power Hour or around leading your team to success, just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership. Thank you.